The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. Hi guys, this is Person About Town, and our guest is going to tell you who they are and where we are. Hey, this is Carolyn Busa, and we're at Numero 28 Pizzeria at the Brooklyn location. And what so far have you observed is the difference between the Manhattan location and the Brooklyn location? I think there's like three. I've only gone to the one in like Greenwich Village area, and it's smaller. This is very big, I can tell. And I've only been there at night, so this seems like an interesting change. There's a woman playing piano at the subway. Yes. So, yeah, so far so good. The menu seems the same, and that was my concern, so yeah. Cool, cool, yeah. This definitely has like a, I mean, if we were to take away this Domino's out of our like visual sphere, it would be like, we're in New York, baby. <laughs> I expect two overly pretty white people and one old man to come around the corner talking about the nature of something that no one really gives a shit about. Oh my god, there's Diane Keaton. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I started going to this place because it's by a, um, a dance class that I go to and so it's become like my tradition to go to this dance class and then like get this pizza because nice. I don't eat carbs a lot during the week so this is my like and I even hate saying that because it sounds like a, You're allowed to do like, you, you know, dumb diet thing, but it's really not. Nice. <laughs> so have you been dancing for a long time? I mean, I've been like, I used to take lessons growing up um, and then just like theater stuff. But now it's now it's more of like a emotional, sensual thing. That's just, I started like maybe a year or half ago, kind of feeling it out again. Nice. Yeah. But I'm always like kind of a dancer, but not, I'm not like professional by any means but you like doing it and you've been doing it your whole life yeah yeah like but I feel like we've all been dancing our whole life but some people have <laughs> some people are very not in tune with their body yeah no it's definitely become more recent do you like dancing I love to dance and it's not something I do very often like I like to dance like at clubs, of course, but also like sometimes I'll just put on like not even classical music, but just like sometimes jazz and sometimes just like electronic, and I'll just like do a dance number. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the best. Just for me. I'm sometimes late to places where I have to go because I'll get into the like zone, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, sorry, I gotta finish this song. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to dance together, I'm just saying, like, we could totally make dance videos. I've seen your dance videos, but if you wanted, like, a guest star, or, like, we could develop something together. I mean, no pressure. Yeah, no, I, I would love it. I get, I need I need to include more people in it more. So what do you normally get? I usually get this Tartufo pizza. It's, like, a white one, and it has this mushroom and truffle oil. All right. The pizzas are, like, I don't know, I've only really gotten the pizza here, and they're, like, kind of huge. I might just go crazy and get the big one and take home leftovers. Okay. The ravioli I've had is good. Uh, I don't, oh, yeah, they have, like, some specials, it seems. A lot of, you know, your classic Italian stuff. It's all here. I say that because, no, this isn't the place where I um, ordered from last night. Last night, I had a very strange hankering where I was like, what I need is a giant slice of chocolate cake, but I also want a salad. What's a place where I can order that will bring me both of those things? And my friends were like, Italian place. Italian place. The only place that's going to have both of these. 
And they did. They had like a good salad variety and a bunch of different types of chocolate cake. And I was like, this place is my dream. I'm happier than I've ever been. Which one did you eat first? Well, so surprisingly, they also gave me like a big knot of garlic bread, which I love. So I like ate half the garlic bread, took a bite of the cake just to make sure that it was like as moist as I was hoping for. And then I ate the salad and then I ate the cake. Yeah, cake is like super tricky because like it can just be really bad. <laughs> I think most cake is, everyone's always like surprised by cake because you're expecting the worst, yeah. I think. Because <laughs> you're expecting like this dry box business that everyone had for like birthdays and stuff. But then suddenly sometimes you get this like moist thing that just reminds you of the power of all the flavors that you're eating and you're like, holy shit, this, this is what all cake should be. Yeah, yeah, like that. Do you know what you want? Um, you order and I'll know by the time you're done. The tartufo. Thank you. The homemade tiramisu. Oh, speaking of sweet. <laughs> I just like sweet things. I had a salad earlier today, which means I don't have to be healthy again. <laughs> Not yet. Thank you. Oh, did you want anything to drink? I got a peroni. Oh. oh, can I get a vodka cranberry? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't know what a peroni. I have no... Oh, it's just like a beer. Ah. You're like, oh, it's like a ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I guess it's an extra thing. Sweet. <laughs> I swear I'm cultured. I'm not uncultured swine as much as I often sound. Got a tiramisu that's pretty cultured. I was in Rome for four days recently, and I ate tiramisu three times in four days. And I'm just like, no, I just, I fucking love it, and I'm going to eat it all the time. I also feel like tiramisu is another cake-like thing where it could be pretty bad. Yeah. So I'm nervous for you now. <laughs> I mean, they look like they have their stuff together. They would do it. Uh, yeah, I am obsessed with this pizza. This tartufo oil is so good. I, I just dream about it a lot. Damn, that's pretty... I've dreamt about tiramisu before, so I get it. Okay, yeah. I used to eat pizza, like, all the time. Then that's why I kind of stopped this, like, during the week, taking a break from shit, because, yeah. I don't know, not that it's, like, whatever. If you do that, that's fine. It's just, I feel like it was giving me low energy, and I would get so tired around, like, 2. Yeah. And I also, you know, I think it's probably just getting older, and, like, things actually start affecting you. It's finally happening. Yeah, when you're 22, you can eat garbage, and you're like, I feel great, what? Uh, and now I eat, like, I'm going to eat this tiramisu, I'm going to drink a ton of water with it, uh, and maybe I'll feel okay tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> I got fucked up on tiramisu. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I've been doing this. So then I feel like on the weekends, I feel like I already accomplished what I need, so yeah. if I'm just, like, super lazy for, on a Sunday night, like, that's normal yeah that's like the normal time to be lazy so so we know each other through comedy do you want to talk about like when you started and kind of your journey to being a well-known new york comedian <laughs> i don't know I, i'm so <laughs> bad at that stuff i'm like imp i'm impressed with you because like you've only been here since Gen uh, the new year yeah. the new year, year yeah. yeah so and like i would be so scared to like because like, this is something, like, you've been doing this podcast, and I love that you're like, okay, well, I'm here now, so I'm fucking doing the podcast. Hello. But I, I don't know, I felt like so, like, I felt like I couldn't be myself for a little while when I first moved here. And so, like, and not that I had a podcast or anything, but I feel like I would have to, like, take a break and be like, I have to wait till they know me before I can, like, be myself. <laughs> but, yeah, so I moved to New York, like, almost four years ago. 
but yeah, I felt like um, I feel like that's where I came alive as a comedian. Uh, so I kind of wish I moved here sooner because I think it, I think New York kind of hardens you and makes you a better comedian. What scene did you come from? Philadelphia. So lived in South Jersey, which it's not its own scene. So so like you know Philly's the scene, and that was where. Oh oh my God! Look at that cup. Thank you. Okay, you have to explain your cup. Look at that. It's like, imagine if there was a dancing woman and then, like, she was in the middle of a movement and then you, like, cut the bottom of her skirt off. It's like, it's a curved thing uh, with a smaller opening than a base. It just, the colors look really nice there. This, um, you know, this will be for the the behind-the-scenes footage. You guys gotta check out my Instagram story. Uh, Yeah, so, I don't know, comedy, I feel like, I really feel like I really sucked and like I'm surprised I got as far as I was in the comedy world until moving here because looking back I don't know looking back like I think I survived just enough I think it was funny just enough to like move forward in the world but I was definitely not my voice and my voice developed here for sure so how like you don't have to like give bits or anything but like how would you describe your act when you were in Philly I think I was trying to, it wasn't like, it was me, but it wasn't like, it was like a me just trying to relate to the world. Just like taking, not like not making it personal enough. I was more concerned with like the masses, I guess, instead of like making something that's really personal to me, just in general funny. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just going through like all the classic, I feel like first time comedian things like fart jokes like I don't know dreams like of course you can still do a dream joke but it was like I don't know just the things that are like easily funny and then I mean I was fine I I don't I feel bad I'm talking shit on my former self but um you know they say you develop your voice and I always thought I had but then I feel like you really have a moment where you're like oh okay that was not my voice now this is I think it's interesting in New York there are so many people so you have to be more specific in who you are as a person. Just because, like, I came from the Boston scene. In the Boston scene, there were, like, one other, two other black chicks who were doing it in the same spaces that I was doing it. So, like, it wasn't hard to have a voice. If I talk about being a black woman, people were like, this is, we have never heard this before. But here, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, ten of you. We, we already have that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely was a very small female comedian scene in Philadelphia, which has since changed a lot, but... It was definitely, like, if you were a girl, like, your opinions were going to automatically be different because yeah. that was it. That re- There was just, like, a handful. So, yeah, and then I was actually surprised when I moved here because I, I don't know, like, about, you know how I dress kind of, like, my weird, like, con- <laughs> like dresses. I don't know, like, I love my old-fashioned dresses. Like retro, vaguely conservative, but sort of sexy thing, like the librarian did. Yeah, exactly. And I was really... That genuine, not com- comedy related, but I was actually genuinely concerned moving here because it's like New York, everyone's cool and looks cool, and I was like, I'm just gonna like disappear into the like everyone else's because there's so many coolness. But I really, I've somehow like have been managed. I feel like <laughs> I don't even know how to put this into words, but like <laughs> I've been able to like bring my style to a sense where like I still, I'm not just like blending in. Not at all. And it's like a, 
something I stupidly pat myself on the back for and I'm like don't diminish it don't diminish it you have a personal style that you're able to pull off consistently to the point where I think even people who don't think about fashion in that way would be like that's an outfit I would see Carolyn wear yeah and yeah I mean come you know I'm just concerned about being cool in New York I feel like that was just it's scary in New York so I remember, like, the first time someone said, like, in New York, like, oh, you have an interesting style. I was like, oh, my God, I did it. (laughs) I remember it was a very over-the-top gay man who was like, I like your look. And I was like, I live here now. (laughs) This is me. Exactly. Yeah, when someone notices you, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. That was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so for me, Philly was, like, two hours away, but, like, living here is still so much different. Like, so for you still close Boston like yeah. three four hours four okay yeah, yeah. but like does it feel like a world difference to you too or um, for me it feels different just in like where I lived I wasn't seeing families a lot and here just because like like right now there's a, there's a bunch of kids like I'm seeing families pretty frequently and it's way more diverse than Boston like Boston has the diversity of an Ivy League college like okay, we're going to see some white people, we're going to see some Asian people, and maybe occasionally, like, I could see a black person from a while, like, pretty far away, and I would wave, because chances are I know them. Like, there aren't that many of us there. So I do like just, like, walking around and being like, every type of person is here. And I mean that both, like, their skin tone, but also, like, fat, short, tall, skinny, like, all of the people are represented here. Yeah, I think that's exactly, that was my fear, was thinking everyone was going to be, like, the tall, thin, sexy people. But, like, I think it's any, like, I think everyone in New York is attractive, but it's also, like, in their own way. It's yeah. it's not, like, the, you know, fashion magazine that I thought as a young girl or something like yeah. that. It's definitely more diverse. I thought it was going to be, like, the Devil Wears Prada, where, like, oh, it's only size twos. And there there are certainly places like that like a fashion magazine but I thought it was just just size 2 just 5'10 and above white like that's it and if you don't look like that die alone that's it but it's uh you know it's not it's not as bad as all yeah no I, I would love to know like everyone's story I don't know I get there's just so many people here I want to know all their I want to <laughs> I want to know all their stories and why they're here and like what their apartment looks like and yeah. it's uh it's crazy to see what people's apartments look like, I go on Airbnb and just, like, look at the other apartments in my neighborhood. Like, it's, I don't think it's creepy, but you can just, like, narrow in on a very particular place and then just, like, see, exa- like, ooh, so this is how people are decorating now. Okay, wait, I could do this with this lighting. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I have that. Yeah, but it's definitely got to keep in mind, it's like Airbnb, they're going to look nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to look cool. That's a good idea, though. I, I mean... I feel like I barely, in my hometown, like, in my hometown, oh, shit. No, that's not us. <laughs> this man bought out a door with a pizza on it. Me and my friend, we will eat that entire thing after a class. So good. That is a big ass Yeah. I'm getting, like, <laughs> excited. Um, but, yeah, I remember, like, being in my hometown, like, I was rarely in, like, people's houses that weren't, like, my friends. Yeah. And then, like, as you get, like, getting older and, like, meeting neighbors and stuff. And, like, I remember going to my neighbor's house and, like, seeing my house from their window. And I was, like, in my 20s at this point. I've never, I just never saw my house from that angle. And I was, like, yeah. it just, 
it like made me feel dizzy. It was such a weird, like, I was like, oh my God, this is how people see my house. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I, you know, just like visiting other places, it's cool to get a different perspective of stuff. So that makes me wonder, do you, in the four years that you've lived here, have you like gotten to know your neighbors and like seen what the deal was? I feel like I could still do a better job of that, but, oh shit, it's so good. Thank you. All right, so do you want to describe what this pizza looks like? It's a white, so there's no, it's a white pizza, and it's these mushrooms, and you can smell it. Like, sometimes it's her tufo oil smell is, like, a little jarring to some people, but it's, like, good to me. So sorry if it's jarring to you. A lot of, like, oil. It looks very, like, greasy, good, and it looks perfect. It's on this, like, circle, personal thing. It's probably, like, in actuality, like, two New York slices, but it's, you know what I mean? It's, I don't know, it looks beautiful. What do you think of it? My tiramisu looks dope as hell. There's one thing that I will notice about tiramisu now based on where it is that I'm getting it. So, like, I like to make sure that the filling is white. Sometimes people will use almost a jello mixture, and that comes out kind of yellowish, and you don't get the clear. Um, there are two different fillings within a tiramisu, there should be. One is like a, a whipped, very light thing, and another thing is mostly the egg yolks, but they've been whipped with sugar and they become white. And if you do have it just the yellow, it means that they're A, not using two different fillings, but also B, that it is probably store brought because you're not going to get that consistency in the color across the entire filling unless it's fake. I could listen to you talk about tiramisu forever. <laughs> I just really, I love food and uh, I tend to get more and more particular as I get older about it. So I'm going to pause the recording so you have a chance to eat because I don't want to just like ask you questions and you're like, uh, uh, just like smelling it but not eating it. Okay, so we're pausing. So we finished eating. The polite way of saying what happened would be that we fucking killed that food. Um, so how do you feel after the pizza? It was good. I could have ate more, but it's for the better that I didn't. But it's just as good as their other location, so it's a success. Yes. <laughs> the tiramisu, on point, big fan. Also, I had a slice of the pizza, pretty fucking tasty. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad you like it. What has been like, has ever been like a place you're like, ooh, not my type of place? Um, that is a good question. I'm trying to think. I only like dive bars if I'm already drunk. So, like, a lot of times people are like, this is my favorite. It's, like, really cozy. And I'm just like, when you say cozy, do you mean small and dirty and unwelcoming? Because that's the vibe I'm getting from this place. Especially if you like afternoon. Yeah. It's very the, different. Yeah. In the afternoon when people are just like, why are you here? And I'm like, I just want to drink same as anybody else. Like, that I'm not into. No, yeah. I don't think I have a good dive bar. I don't, I don't really have a cheers. I guess like where you run your, sh I feel like as a comedian, where you run your show is your cheers. Yeah. Just has to, you have to make it your cheers. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Would you say then that Friends and Lovers is, uh, well, you do a show at Friends and Lovers, but you also do one at Electric Bowery? Electric. Yeah, but that's like once a month. So it never has that like, you know, my hometown bar vibe. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, Friends and Lovers has definitely morphed into that. But it's bad because my show's on Mondays. So then... I've been doing good about like just not getting too crazy, but then this Monday, right? Just you know, you know, they get to know you, and you get a tequila shot, and then that's that. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I just moved into that neighborhood, so I'm a big yeah, fan of like that place and Doris, which is a block over or up and over. Yeah, there's a lot there on like Atlantic and 
but I have to explore more. Yeah. But I keep forgetting you're right there. That's yeah. awesome. You gotta come over. I've invited you for next Sunday. Mm. All right. We're talking about clothes. Yes. Woo! Clothes are cool. If you act like, oh, that's a shallow concern, you're dumb and you're representing yourself poorly and everyone else is already considered, oh, you just don't know. That's, that's my opinion on that. I have worn, from my previous clothing swap, I've worn like base all my, like all the things I bought like got from there already. Yeah, and it's just great. I feel so. I had to like get rid of one, or I was just like, oh, this is just like falling apart. Yeah. But I was like, it was free. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that feeling. Yeah. Like I'm definitely more risky with like, will I wear this? You know what? Just get it and see. And then that becomes like a part of my wardrobe in a very particular way. That's why it like changes. You know, everything's constantly changing because it's falling apart and you have to get something new. (laughs) Do you often find your clothes at thrift stores or do you go to places that specialize in like a more vintage cut? Uh, No, mainly mainly thrift stores um, or like every now and then a good H&M hunt down. I never do pants at thrift stores just because I'm not a fan of trying things on. Yeah. And so pants, I feel like you have to. Those are the only things I'll buy new. But yeah, I love thrift stores. There's one in my hometown where I try to go to whenever I go home. Yeah, a lot of the times when I'm like walk around, I'm like, oh, half this outfit is like used. Do you find that in your hometown, uh, the thrift stores are less picked through than they are here? The one I go to is like super great. I always find my like hot piece nice. <laughs> when I go. Um, then there's like this huge place where I go, which is not, it's not meant to be like vintage. It's like just an actual like, these, this is cheap clothing, cheap yeah, yeah. thrift store. That stuff is like more like a rare, like a gem in the, in the rocks because a lot of it's just like basic clothing people need. Right. And so then, you know, you'll find that one like really cool thing that just made its way through. Do you like that hunt, though? I do. I like the hunt, but, like, what, I, what I've noticed that, like, you can, like, tell when someone's good at that and does that. Like, when I went to this one clothing swap, like, you could tell all the girls were obviously, like, educated in that because, like, you got to, like, hey, check the armpits, no holes or stains. Yeah. Like, check, the, like, there's, like, these certain spots you have to, like, do quick checks. Right. But, yeah, I hate, I hate shop. I don't I really hate shopping in general, like, new clothes, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the whole dressing room. Like, I remember in high school and friends were just, like, we would, they would just go and try on dresses knowing full well they weren't going to buy them and I, I never could get on board with that I never I never got like excitement out of that I will go and my friends won't shop with me now because I do this but like I'll go to a store I'm like I know I want to buy something I'm not really sure what it is that I want to buy I will need like a cart or a big bag because I'm like maybe this is the thing that I want and it is just kind of like me wandering around thinking maybe am I a person who could wear this and then I have a huge bag, and I go and try, like, 20 things on, but I only buy one thing because I think this is the thing that most fits me versus these other things that were just experiments. Yeah, no, as I got older, I, I used to be less picky, and now, but, yeah, I'll go in, like, with, like, 20 things, and then, like, I'm like, no, just got to narrow it down to, like, the best. Yeah, and, like, I used to buy stuff if it, like, you just have to be, like, if it doesn't fit in, like, one part, I just don't buy it. Yeah. I used to... I used to, like, bypass that, and then I'd immediately wear it and be like, this, I should not have bought this. But if I, like, really want something, if I'm like, oh, I know I need, like, you know, X, Y, or Z, I have to, like, go that day and get it immediately. Nice. And that's good and bad, because, like, I'll just, like, I don't care. Like, I know it'll be cheaper somewhere else, and it's just like, I want it now. I'll be done with it. And then you'll know that you have it. Like, that's one thing 
I understand, like, yeah, you, you do want to find, like, the cheapest place to get that thing. But also, like, there's a value of having it when you want it and not searching and searching to make sure and comparing and da-da-da-da-da. Like, no, I wanted it. I got it. I have it. I don't have to worry about getting it anymore. Yeah, that's the best part. I, I usually, that's more or less of a clothes thing, more like, like, last week I was like, I need an external hard drive now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, like, first well, place yeah. I got it. I, was like, I don't care. Here's my card. <laughs> yeah, and it takes away the excuse of, like, whatever you need the external hard drive for. Like, it takes away the excuse of, like, oh, I'll have to get it, and it'll take this long to get. And then once I get it, well, I want to do the thing that I need to do with it. Okay, maybe this thing won't happen. But, no, you went out, you got it, you have the urgency to do the thing, you did it. And now, if you don't do whatever you have to do, it's your own yeah. fucking fault yeah, it's, not, it's not amazon prime's fault it's you yeah. yes that's why today i bought a lab mic nice i was like i'm trying this lab mic oh <laughs> uh, yeah this thing is so funny my mic there is some lint on it yeah i mean i just uh boop boop sorry boop like i'm such a insecure person in that way it's like anything that like looks like obviously like someone at a restaurant holding a mic back and forth is not something you see all the time. Yeah. So like if this was my podcast, I would be like finding a way to like secretly hide this microphone because I'm yeah. such a little bitch. <laughs> I don't know these people. They don't know me. I don't care. They're just going to assume that you're famous. I know. Isn't that so bad? She's like, um, she's getting, she's an actress. She's getting interviewed for some magazine or something, right? Yeah, sure. I know. There's so many times I see people filming stuff and I'm like, okay, this is probably college students but like you just automatically think there's someone famous <laughs> why not we're in new york i saw anthony weiner on the train yesterday really or no two days ago where was i i was with rohan it was thursday wow that's an interesting one i well he's got his own shit going for him <laughs> yeah but he's always intrigued me i don't get me wrong i like an attractive jewish pervert as much as the next lady but i just wish he hadn't gone as far so now i can't think of him in that way uh, a couple years ago, he was like trying to. No, not this okay. isn't this is your face. I was like, I'm about to get. A no, no. Out. I think like a few. Me and that's actually. Oh, I won't say her name. I don't know if she wants to be part of it. But like another comedian, and I like, and I didn't know her at the time. They he wanted like a TV show, and they like got a bunch of people to like think of like what is this show we could rake around Anthony Weiner yeah. and. He has, like, a documentary and stuff and shit, but, like, yeah, I, don't, I guess he's not ever getting his TV show, really. Yeah, I don't think, he's, I don't think that's going to happen now. But that was, like, I was, like, early on moving here, and I forget how I even, like, through the grapevine was even considered for this. Yeah. But it was a very, uh, I just remember that one night we all sat around and thought, what can we, how can we get a reality show for Anthony Weaver? <laughs> but I, I remember that meeting. I was like, this is life. I want to do this, for, you know. It was like a little taste of yeah. being in a writer's room, <laughs> despite the weird topic. Yeah. Still pretty cool. Yeah, no, but nothing came of it, so. What are some of, like, the weird experiences that you've had that are, like, only possible here? Like, whether it be a celebrity sighting or, like, being considered for, like, an off-the-wall project that you're like, why not? That's a good question. That was definitely one of them. Um, talking about Anthony Weiner, what to write about. I took a, I kind of was like, was going through this phase where I was just like applying to like weird reality show stuff. Yeah. And so maybe like two months ago, I took a spin class that was gonna, it's gonna be for some um, drag queen show. Yeah. And so she was like leading the class and we, so we just got to take a spin class. So that, I was definitely like, this is weird and very kind of New York-y. Yeah. 
Oh, a really New York night I had, I remember, was like, okay, so I had, I'm taking Spanish classes. And I went to my Spanish class. After Spanish class, walked to, like, my friend was DJing at a club. So, like, walked to the club, like, watched, like, the the summer sunset, danced. And then I, like, wanted a piece of cake or something. Or, like, I forget what I got, like, ice cream and gelato. Like, got my gelato. And then then I just, like, sat on the corner waiting for the bus. And it, it sounds so simple, but it just felt very, I was like, this is an episode of Girls. It was just very like went from my Spanish class to dancing at the club to get eating gelato on the bus ride home. I don't know. And it was just it's like a nice little moment. Yeah, that was a nice because you can do so much here in like a short amount of time. Um, I think that's kind of special. Yeah, sometimes like when you're you know when you're here for a whole weekend and you do so much shit, you're like, wow, I did so much this weekend. But then I sometimes spiral out thinking like oh I literally was like in this bubble of New York the whole time yet it feels like you were like all over the fucking world doing these random things and that's I think what's cool about New York it's just it's kind of like catered around us and like trying to make us feel cool all the time (laughs) I do walk down the street sometimes and I'm like this whole thing was built for me (laughs) not like in a self-centered way like it is all about me but like it was definitely catering to like my sensibility, people my age. Yeah, it's all built to be more convenient for me. Okay, cool. I like this. Yeah, it's super weird. Like, and then on the subway, like all the ads and stuff are just like, you're like, oh, this is. It's not meant for like America. It's like this is meant for like New Yorkers. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, I guess I guess that's how like when you go home and people think you're so cool for like living in New York and like I guess it's like that's where that kind of mentality comes from. But also at the same rate, you're all just like the same dumb people just living in a different city. Um, apart from other like weird, cool New York things, I mean this 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 piano lady. I don't know. I mean like all the dumb shit I do with like the dance classes and like these like morning raves. That kind of stuff always feels really like this is New York yeah. weird stuff. I also think a moment where I always am like super grateful to live here is when you're like driving home late in a cab or something and you're like crossing a bridge and you see the skyline. Yeah. And that's always like, this is why we're here. I try to make a joke about that, but like, I feel like every six months my mom like checks in like, do you still like living there? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And like, I just want to show her like that picture, like, you know, because we all take like a blurry picture whenever. Yeah. And I'm like, look, mom, look, look at this view. This is my life. But like, it would never translate yeah. to her. Yeah. Uh, what have you had a a lot of randomness? Um, just like, oh, John Lithgow is on the train. Hi. <laughs> or like, oh, there's that's like a human shit right there. <laughs> like, but like within the same like ten minute span, those things are happening. And like, I work in Times Square, so it's like, it's strange to see like the wonder in people's eyes about the least interesting part of New York. Like, they're, like, looking up at the tall buildings and being like, oh, there's a person dressed as the Statue of Liberty versus, like, see the personal dramas that are happening on the street all the time. Like, that sort of thing. So I like that a lot. And, yeah, it is, like... I used to go to my friend Brian's house to watch Game of Thrones every Sunday. And afterwards, because he lives only two stops away, I would just walk home. And it was, like, quiet. It's, like, 10.30 on a Sunday night. And just, like, oh, like, the nice glow of the bars and, like, oh, well, there's, like, ten bars in between our houses and, like, how each of them is, like, catered to, like, a slightly different thing, but all for, like, a millennial who has a job. Like, just, like, the decor of these places mixed with, like, the 99-cent stores and the bodega. Like, yeah, like, that sort of contrast jammed together 
and then also going up is like really interesting. So don't just look at the dumb. I, I work in Times Square. Times Square is dumb. <laughs> like go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so today this morning I was around the like High Line and I've never really been around that area and it just I just like forgot I was in New York for a moment. Felt like I was on vacation and I was like, oh look at this. All this. I used to be good at that, but like trying to do something new every. I just like I saw your subway thing that you did, or the Barrow thing that you did, and that's like exactly the kind of thing I feel like, because you do have like your patterns and routines, and there's just so much here that I try to like pick a thing and like do that as like a treat to myself, something different than my normal routine, because there's just so much here. There's always like the weird, obvious New York random moments, but I think the more exciting ones are, like you said, just like the the beauty and the randomness. So you said your mom is always like, do you still like it? Does she want you to move back to South Jersey? I mean, I mean, of course, I feel like, sure, yeah, of course she does. But she just doesn't get the lore. Neither of my parents get the lore of this place. And, you know, she's, you know, it's part like making sure I'm like happy, but part like she just doesn't get it. Like, like I did a show a couple weeks ago and it was the most random show, super fun. It was like a fake, my friend shows like this great fake church comedy show and it's like, and it was so much fun. It was so random. And I was like, this is the, one of the best times I've had doing comedy here. And, like, if I would try to explain that to my mom, yeah. she'd be like, what? Like, that's, what's, like, Carolyn, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of here. Move home. But just, like, every, I don't know, everything's exciting. I, I don't know. I, I guess it also comes down to what success means to my parents or that generation. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I'm not, like, making money, but I am happy and doing what I can and yeah. in a cool spot. I mean, we lived right next to Philly and like we hardly went there. So they're just not city people. And It's always so interesting to me. It's like, what do you mean you're not a city? <laughs> like, you mean you don't want the things you want whenever you want them? Yeah, no, you're right. That's interesting. But it's like, like when I go home, I'm like, this is obviously a very different yeah. place. Do you think you'll ever move away from New York though? I think it would have to be for a job. Yeah. Because I, right now I can't see anywhere else. New Orleans is my second favorite city, and like they have a great comedy scene, but it'd be kind of a silly to go there. I mean, it'd be great. I'm sure I'd be ha- like happier in a different way, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to think because I'm only like four in. Maybe like the year six. Maybe I feel like people then they start questioning like what you know where else what else are we doing here? Okay. But as of now, I'm like, how can you live anywhere else? Yeah, it's crazy. You can still leave. You can still go places. Yeah. So. And it's just, like, only going to get weirder and crazier, I feel like, as time goes on. I have a pretty negative outlook on the next four years. I'm going to be real honest, or next three and a half years. I do foresee, like, some economic problem that could, not, like, exactly like the Great Depression, but just some sort of, like, suddenly we're all in, like, different organizations and we're, like, growing crops in the media. Like, something like that. So, like, I feel like that'll be an interesting situation and hopefully we'll all come together and we'll weed out the people who don't want to do that like I don't know I just yeah no I hope I do hope we come to I mean I feel like New York already kind of has been coming together in the past year but yeah I, I hope it continues down that direction yeah so when shit does hit the fan we have this like monolith of a city to kind of help the rest of the country I don't know <laughs> what cities do you know for a fact you wouldn't want to live that's hard. I love everywhere. Uh, probably like Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, Dallas. <laughs> like uh, Cincinnati. Nice. 
that makes sense? Memphis. Why Memphis? I went there once, and it was just like, it was fine, but I just don't think I'd live there. I saw Elvis's home, so I feel like I did it. Nice. I feel like the go-to answer is for people is like Pittsburgh, but I went there once and I really loved it. Yeah, I've never been. I don't yeah. Really it. it was really pretty. I liked it a lot. I don't know. I'm sure that's the kind of about me. Like I can, anywhere I go, like if I'm away for a weekend, I forget about real life. And I'm like, this is my life now. And it's like good <laughs> and bad, but I just acclimate pretty well and easily. So anywhere I go, I'm very comfortable and like make it my home. Like, I feel like if you, when you leave New York for, like, two, three days, it's always like, New York, huh? What's New York? And then, so I'm pretty pretty good anywhere. But Dallas, I went there for work once, and I was like, this city is, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I have no interest in Dallas. I'm like, yeah, no, that's, I'm not going to do that. All right, so we're coming up on the hour, and I'm going to ask you a series of questions that I tend to ask everybody. So, I already asked you if you would leave New York ever. What is either like a thing you haven't told anybody, a deep dark secret, or just like a general scoop for the podcast? Scoop. Yeah. I would be like, this crazy piece of information about Carolyn. Listen here. I feel like every now and then I'll say this to people, but and this, I guess it's like kind of gross. But <laughs> That's I'm already regretting it. I feel like I could, oh my God, I don't even know how to, I feel like I could be a better wiper when it comes to toilet care. I feel like given that we don't regularly use bidets, everyone, if they don't feel that way, should feel that way. Yeah, I have this fear that like, like I know like front to back, obviously, but like I have this fear that I feel like I have my body, like, okay, so you know, when I started getting older and like going like drunk going to like the bathroom with friends at parties and stuff yeah. everyone is really good at wiping themselves which is like barely lifting their butt and like a wipe I like fucking like I get up and I'm like I feel like I've just been doing things wrong my whole life but I like I probably don't have to but I've just been doing it for so many years that when, when I see people like do like just the quick I'm like how are you possibly getting everything yeah. you're barely I've heard vegans just like like what I mean is like I've heard vegans just because like they don't have like cheese and they don't have like all of that just like bread like it's just fibers and so when it's out it's out <laughs> and there's not like a bunch of extra there but I'm like I am not a vegan <laughs> and you know sometimes it takes a couple of times to like just to make sure you know I, I think I hope we live in a future where it's wet wipes are just the norm. I don't understand why they aren't. I relate to that toilet paper commercial with the bear and the little things on yes. his butt. Like, how do I know that I'm not that per- like? Because like, there's really no way to know. And I'm like, I just have this fear that I could be doing it better. <laughs> there's a few things that I think places, establishments need to say like, hey, we know women go here and we value women. One, purse hooks both at the bar and in the bathroom if I have to put my goddamn bag on the ground in a bathroom I'm pissed but then secondly yes a wet wipe because not just like you're also you know changing business in there once a month and it would be real nice to have like a a nice wet wipe everything's clean you get that clean after wet wipe sensation I'm so frustrated that they don't value women enough to make this a necessity in most establishments I know I I, for my dog, I have to wipe his feet because 
I don't know, I wipe his feet with baby wipes and his butt because he has a tail where like his poop could get. And so I, you know, once a month buy baby wipes for him and me. And I mean, like, obviously it's, you see them now more in stores, like the flushable wipes and yes. all that stuff. But everyone makes fun of a day and it's like, oh, it feels so crazy. But it's like, dude, it's fucking clean. I did, I used this one like a couple months ago where it also had heat and you could like get a little heat burst. Yeah. But I don't, nice. I don't think it was used in a while because then, like, when I tried it, it, it smelled like like an old heater, and that just oh. it felt like some like old heater was breathing on my ass, and I was like, no. Yeah, that doesn't seem particularly pleasant. But so that's my big dark secret. I think that's a great dark secret. So, what are some places people can look for you, comedy-wise, life-wise? My Twitter, Instagram is Miss Toilet Slave. Oh, speak of the devil. That's funny. Um, Miss Toilet Slave. And then carolynbusa.com if they want to get quick, quick question. How did you come up with the Twitter handle Miss Toilet Slave? Oh, so you have to read my blog about it. <laughs> Guys, read her blog. I haven't yet, but I'm going to because I have always been curious about that and I didn't feel confident enough to ask. Yeah, no, that's the question everyone. It's funny, the blog starts whenever I do a podcast, but the first thing they ask is, where is it? <laughs> but yeah, it's long story short, it's like a song lyric that I thought was like sexy. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. I'm hoping that like other people aren't trying to do things at you, but. Yeah. yeah. Every now and then on Instagram, like someone will message me and, and their handles, like you know, like poop something. And, yeah. um, oh, and then once I got an email for a job to be a custodian, and I was like, where the fuck? And why? Am, and my mom was like, probably because we're Miss Toilet. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like she knows her way around a toilet. Let's hire her. Exactly. Yeah. So it made sense. So do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Uh, no. Thank you so much, and I hope everyone gets to come to numero 28 once before they leave new york yes come to numero 28 okay thanks so much for listening all right bye bye sorry <laughs>